everyone, welcome to Exiting Through the 2010s, a podcast about the movies from the 2010s. I'm Jack Draper. With me, it's Chloe Williams. Um, off to save teenage girls. I don't know. <laughs> this one's kind of hard to, to introduce you. Uh, yeah, there's no, there's not a lot of bits for this one. There's not a lot of just like, uh, oh, wasn't it funny when that happened? It's like, mm. no, I mean. Granted, it's not, it's not like always, it's not like dramas can't have bits in them, but this one's just like so like muscularly made where it's like oh it's just kind of like tight you know it's like there's not a lot of like like I don't know there's not a lot of like excess like character info it's just like oh like we get we get what this thing is right it's just the only bit I could think of would be maybe if I pretended to talk like I got shot in like the cheek for the rest of the episode just like a lot right. like this, or just like right. a lot of talking like this for like the whole episode. But I, I honestly think that I wouldn't last that long with that kind of bit. Uh, it's just it would honestly, it's not even that funny to be un- to, to be to be clear. So I just I, I, that's it all. It takes I got, a lot but... of reminding on my part, like where we apologize for how Clay sounds. Clay just right. got shot in the cheek. Like I have to do like that every ten minutes or so, and by then it's just like, is it even worth it? I mean, we we have a hard job as it is. I mean, we right. you know we're sit we're sitting around and talk about movies, so it's like it's really hard for us in particular. So like, why don't like people just give us a break? Because right. you know we do this we we do this out of love. We do this. Uh, we do this for free. Love. Um, speaking out of doing this for love and for free, joining <laughs> us today from the High Mighty Podcast is John Gavis. Hey, what's up, Jack and Clay? having me dudes of course there's tons of funny stuff in this film by the way <laughs> yes yes not to say there's, there's not, the jelly beans just, that's pretty fun it's a fun bit there's no green yeah. ones oh wait he finds a green one uh it's hysterical when he punches the uh drug the guy he buys his own drugs off of. that is actually funny don't make yeah. me late the yeah. timing of that was pretty fucking wild uh that is actually no, funny this movie uh it was a uh, I'm glad we I got to rewatch it for the pod. Uh, I pitched this in Green Room, so both would have been a brutal rewatch anyway. Uh, but oh this yeah, was, yeah. This was a uh, this was a fun one. I it was I had seen it long enough ago and under a certain influence that I didn't really pick up on some of the more subtle stuff happening in the movie, or at least I didn't remember it when I was like, oh yeah, I like that movie. It's kind of like a grim revenge, super lean, not a lot. And then when I watch it this time, I'm like, wow, it's an interesting exploration of childhood trauma. Like I was like, oh, okay. A lot more mm. shit happening now for me. I maybe I'm just seven years older or whatever and have a little more uh, understanding of the world, but it was fucking really of tight. And the music, the score was, I, I, I guess I didn't remember how fucking rad the score was. Those were the two oh, yeah. fresh thoughts for me. I come in swinging, screaming about this movie for some reason. <laughs> You're already, you're already ready, man. Jeez. I know you're like, fired we didn't have to up. You I love it. We didn't have it. to lay any groundwork. You're no, just in it. no, no, you're wow. goddamn professional. That's what, that's what this is. Um, we, well, we were riffing gold pre exactly. Yeah. Right. So, like right. I felt, yeah, we're rolling in from a jam sesh. So we're yeah. ready to rock. <laughs> we, we struck while the iron, while the iron was hot, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's just how we roll we here and exiting. So we're, we're ready to fucking go. We're ready to go. Um, yeah, let's, before you were never really here let's um let's learn a little bit about gabrus um and how you fell in love with movies if you think about if you can think about a film that made you fall in love with movies um at an early age and yeah i've always loved movies and 
TV growing up, mm -hmm. uh, I feel like I have to credit The Simpsons a little bit for how much I love movies, even though it is because oh. they reference films so frequently in it. Right. And it, was, and it was like a family viewing show. So I would be like, Dad, what is that? Dad, what is that? And he would explain like that's from this movie or it's the first time I noticed like how other people, you know, like the first time I watched Indiana Jones as a kid was like great movie. Then when I saw Bart, like, just pull his hat away at the last moment in the episode, I'm like, oh, that's, like, funny. Like, everyone saw Indiana Jones and referenced that. So, like, <laughs> but then the, the movie that really unlocked it for me was, and starts in The Simpsons, uh, Bart dresses as Alex DeLarge from Clockwork Orange in uh, one Halloween, uh, one Treehouse of Horror episode. And I asked my dad, what, what's that costume reference to? He says this movie called Clockwork Orange. I'm, like, 12. I go Jesus. and watch Clockwork Orange with some friends and it's fucking intense as hell, but I love it. And mm. I absolutely love the movie. I'm like, this movie's so good. It's so fucked up. Me and my friends who watch it are like, that was crazy. That was like rape, right? Like we were like 13, like that was bad, right? Like that was like, that was that we, that those dudes were not good. And then I went to my dad and I was like, dad, that movie Clockwork Orange was awesome. I love that movie. You got to give me another movie to watch. And he was like, okay, how about the movie last house on the left? And that's like Wes Craven's first movie, which is like also violent and fucked up. It features a woman biting a dude's pecker off uh, during a forced oral sex scene. And I, and I liked it and I thought it was horrifying, but I didn't like it as much as I like clockwork orange. And then I, it hit me in the brain right then and there as, as a young man. Oh, I asked my dad for other movies like this and he just gave me another fucked up movie, but Clockwork yeah. Orange is more than just a fucked up right. movie. And this is the first time I'm saying to myself, Oh shit. It's more than a fuck. It's not a fucked up movie. That's not why I liked it. There was something going on. And then I rewatched Clockwork Orange and I like notice how cool the visuals are and the music and like uh, the language and all this shit. And I'm like, Oh my God. And then like, I read the book at like in seventh grade, eighth grade or whatever. I'm like, wow. and it just like unlocked me. And then from there I start like paying attention to like, I'm like, dad, why does that movie look so good? He's like, well, it's this guy, Stanley Kubrick. My dad was a little bit of like a, 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 a movie and TV viewer. Yeah. I was going to, so I was going to ask you that blew yeah. my brain open. You know, I'd always previously been watching these action movies and linking movies via actors of like, oh, it's a Van Damme movie or a Stallone movie or an Arnold right. movie. And then that blew my head open to be like, who's Stanley Kubrick? I'm like, dad, I love Goodfellas. He's like, well, that's Marty Scorsese. I'm like, who's that? And he's like, oh, you gotta watch. And, you know, next thing you know, mm. you're watching fucking um, <laughs> my Last Temptation of Christ. Not actually. I think the next one I watched was After Hours and loved it. Oh, but wow. like learning. And then all of a sudden I, came, I was like, oh, movie taste. And I think I start just developing movie taste at that point and like understanding. And then it was also my way of communicating with adults. So it like really hit for me as a little kid. And this was like 13, 14. Yeah. And I had been watching action movies and comedy movies my whole life before that. But now I started to be like, at 13 or 14, be like, oh, these old, these movies that I used to think were like old and boring looking maybe weren't. And it was right. Uh, yeah. Right. Like, uh, like the amount of like 70s movies I missed out on in my like teens because I was like, ew, it's yellow. And now, <laughs> like, even that, like, I had like, and then like, I also, as I got a little older, they made these movies that I called like, uh, you know, cinema for meatheads or like film bro cinema. Like, you'd get these movies like, uh, Fight Club and right. um, The Matrix and stuff that lured you, lured you in with like violence or like 
fucking right. hating work or uh, right leather you know and then it's like lured you in with kung fu but then it like taught you about like who we really are and love across destiny or you but know, then like, it teaches you about subtext yes and then you learn subtext yeah. via that and you're like oh i like club not just because of the macho bullshit or whatever and then you're like that that shit just continued my education i started taking like you know film classes and going to blockbuster like all the time and shit like that uh and then like just rap making you know movies your personality for like a decade that helps like just being like i'm the guy who knows movies and everyone's like right right yeah like all right i gotta keep the information coming like i just like loved being like my brother would pre-internet would like call me right school and be like dude what is that and i'd be like uh major league two man he's like, right right like hang up and i'll be like that shit made me feel like a fucking hero and now everyone's just on imdb repeating imdb trivia in conversations and on podcasts yeah right and now when their brother asks them about major league two it's not any special anymore yeah i know man my brothers dude movie story in college my wife now wife was just a friend and I went with her and a group of friends to go to Blockbuster to rent movies and we rented an Ernest movie and they were uh, oh we Ernest oh okay. for me oh, I didn't oh, know you meant you like yeah. the verb okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah same <laughs> not the Honestly, verb same. the adjective same. Jesus yeah. Christ yeah. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I didn't pass English all right that's cool we rented a Chris Columbus movie <laughs> Yeah, it was so earnest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we went, rented an earnest movie. It was one of the uh -huh. movies. And the dude at the counter, I wasn't over with them. I was picking out one more movie because like uh, a group of girls, like three girls pick one movie, three girls pick another movie. And guy who was hanging out for the evening got to pick a movie. So I was like off. And they and one of them picked earnest, scared, stupid shit, earnest saves uh, Christmas or whatever and comes over. And the guy's like, if you could tell me who plays Ernest, you guys will get these movies for free. And I had just walked up and I was like, Jim Varney, put him in the bag, dude. Wow. Just my friend then. And uh, Tiffany was like, what? Like, it was kind of impressive. And I was like, it's like, you know, when you're young and rewarded for comedy and you're like, that felt good making people laugh. You continue down that path. If you make uh, a pretty girl like look at you like, oh, I'm like, I must know everything about movies. This is right. 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 And it's also an easy hobby to like work at. It's not like you have to read a fucking book. You get to sit down and watch a movie. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. If you love it, it'll come so easy. Yeah. Uh, I find that that sounds like the beginning of a Scream movie. That's so funny. Just like <laughs> someone like, hey, if you get this actor right, we'll give you these free rentals. <laughs> like Jamie yeah. Kennedy or some shit. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And then your wife was like, um... Do you, can you get me a ring now or yeah let's get married yeah. uh <laughs> question for you guys what mm. made you start a podcast about any tens in specific particular oh man we're children turned on us yeah you guys are young um <laughs> i'm picking that that's that is Do you want to feel this yeah i was going to anyways because you know i'm the alpha um but <laughs> well the thing is we we always thought about starting some podcast, but it's one of those things at the time we started this back in 2019, not 20, no, wait, 2019, 2020, 2019. You're good. No, 2019. You're feeling it. Um, Let's go. And, I'll tell you, you got this. Right. At this <laughs> point, it's like all of the fucking, there's no more uh, like pitches anymore. There's no more ideas. It's all taken. There's no <laughs> angles to have. 
it's like we were thinking, okay, what if we covered this list? What about this list? Like all the AFIs or whatever the fuck. And we couldn't couldn't, happen at that point. Right. And like a BBC list or some shit. And because we just feel like we didn't have an angle. And then Mm -hmm. we kind of realized, well, we're both 19 at the time. Mm -hmm. Our love of movies starts around 2013, 2014. We have Mm -hmm. this unique kind of connection to the decade as Mm -hmm. we've lived through it growing up as film lovers. And so we're like, the fucking everyone has a 90s 80s 70s fucking podcast 2010 they're all like seems you're also this hitting your nostalgia garden a little earlier like most of us are yeah right it also came from my anxiety being able to not put together a 2010s list and i started this (laughs) oh that's right i forgot about as a result of like (laughs) my favorites of the decade beats me anyone else got any ideas and then the anyone else were all these guests <laughs> it was pretty much like i i don't know what i like i have an idea but putting a list together is hard for me and then you know um at the time i was writing for a film website um and i was talking to my friend gabby about about this idea and and i started with you uh worst idea I've ever had no but and and then Gabby and then Gabby's like you know my favorite is the social network and I was like oh I love social network too and then that became our you know our second episode or what have you and then I think we just that was when we really settled on the guest choice format and um you know actually I was gonna bring up uh the the really like the first like few months of the pod because um episode four or five something like that um ended up being we need to talk about kevin um mm. our good that's our right good friend our good friend shay uh who i who i write with on, on that film website uh with me uh we then had on she brought um we need to talk about kevin with to us and that was years and years ago that was 2019 and that's you know, a lynn ramsey movie as well that's a lynn that's a lynn ramsey movie as well the only other one aside from you were never really here in our decade, um, which. Right. Um, so now we've covered all her uh, 20 yes, movies. Yeah. Yes. Um, and you know, it's funny that you bring up Kubrick um, in your, in your, you know, your little backstory. That's like, I don't, you know, it's, it sounds corny, but like, I don't think she's too dissimilar that it's yes, that she hasn't made too many movies and that she's a perfection perfectionist um adapts novellas into her own distinct work but also has a lot of projects that just go unmade from the moby dick in space to the lovely bones to jane got a gun and right. kubrick is obviously that same With way napoleon. where he's just like yeah, like no. napoleon things that just have passed him by well i was gonna make jane's um, got a gun by the way that was also right, there was like right. five different people i was involved uh-huh. at one point actors um, were coming in and out the door mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was a whole process. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else though to add to what Clay said. I'd well, we also didn't want a bunch of twenty-year-olds talking about movies for like yeah. that. We we don't want to overextend ourselves and pretend we no, we don't like we know shit we don't fucking know. Yes. Um, no one wants to hear a bunch of twenty-three-year-olds talking about movies from the nineteen seventies. That's just not a yes. thing that people want. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I and wouldn't want that shit. Because that that shit that you know what I'll have you guys on High and Mighty, and you'll have to watch like, the seventies <laughs> movie and bring like uh, perspective. We'll find something you guys have never watched, and we'll talk about it. 
Because I'm, cu- I'm always curious because like on Action Boys, my buddy will watch a movie with like his 12 year old son. I'm like, was it too slow for him? Like, what, right. what did that energy feel like? Because like I had to like pass a certain level of like patience or like uh, like I I had to hit a certain age where I was like, just settle in and watch this. Yes, it's not as funny as Dumb and Dumber or not as funny as Simpson or not as quick as these movies you like. It's not. 90 minutes of Arnold Schwarzenegger blowing uh, but holy shit it's like interesting and slow and this main character is so intellectual like it took me a while to get to the age to like soak that mm. in so I'm curious like uh, you know what I mean like I'm always curious if it's because of the medium or because of the person you know like because the times change so much but I think like, it's both yeah it's like obviously yeah. it's kind of like two different an X and Y axes yeah. that like cross at a random time if I, I I've said this multiple times, if I never met Jack, I don't know how far reaching my like like how I would how far reaching my film diet would be if I didn't meet him because I was I was strictly mainstream blockbusters, mainstream directors, like no nothing independent, nothing foreign. And it's not like he like shoves every single thing down my throat or anything. He just kind of no, gives like these that. new. Yeah, that's true. Uh, this <laughs> I, he just showed me these kind of like new avenues. It was like, oh, I'm actually seeing this. I'm like, oh, I haven't heard of this. What is it? And uh, like I saw first performed before he did, and I didn't know much about it at the time. And he was that's so jealous. Awesome. <laughs> Great movie. But then, but then I'm kind of I realized like, oh, these people know about these movies beforehand. They have more of awareness. So mm-hmm. maybe I should kind of understand what I'm getting into and what, and like, so I can catch more first reforms instead of just kind of pushing them off to the side. Um, and yeah, and that's like five years ago, uh, five, six years, five, no, yeah, five, five years ago. And now I'm pretty comfortable where I am when it comes to, I still need to see more stuff. Obviously well, yeah, I'm not the thing. Always, Jack and that- shit that's the answer you know what i mean like unfortunately you could always see more shit and that's the curse if i i recommend uh i think it's called silver screen fiend i forget but pat Oswalt. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 it's brutal had that book when i was younger too takes yeah. over his life like and he's like how it started negatively that he was like passing on social events and comedy shows because he was like the new Beverly's playing this film that I haven't seen yet. Like, right. and he like made, made himself go crazy. And that felt so <laughs> real to me. If you have a completionist mentality too, which I unfortunately have, I'm just mm. like, Oh fuck. I can't like, I'm like, Oh, I've never seen rap. Uh, like, and as I'm watching you were never really here for this podcast, something I don't even really have the time to make. Th- I'm like, all right, my wife's asleep. I'll put on you were never really here. I'm like, shit, should I watch rat catcher right now too? Like, I'm like, right, you know, like right. my brain activates and I'm like, no, you don't have the time for that. You're not going to give it. It's due. Just fucking pump the brakes, and, but put it on the list. And the list just keeps getting longer and longer every fucking day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy. It's double, it's double edge. It's double edge. Cause you know, it's like, it's, that's the part of the fun, even though that does, um, consume your um consume how much you're willing to your your time consumption uh but also but it's, it's, the, it's fun it's it's just, the og algorithm though too. yeah it's like I, that's yeah. like doing your own personal algorithm where you're like 
Oh shit! Seeing this movie, oh they rep. This is a reference to the Cirque Rouge. Right. Oh, I should go watch that French movie. And then you're like, oh shit! French fucking thrillers are pretty rad. Let me watch two more. And then you're like, wait, who directed this one? Oh, they also directed. You know, right. like you find, like you just keep jumping around. Like it's fun to follow that path for yourself. And then you're like, oh, I'm guessing on Exit Through the 2010s, or like, oh, my favorite podcast is covering this movie. Let me listen. You know what I mean? Like you end up finding all these new, and like it's a fun journey to find. And then like you have your peers. Uh, like you guys have each other, you know, I have my co-host where you're like, fuck, dude, have you seen this? Or like this right. new thing actually isn't bad. And it's like, that's that's my fucking analog algorithm, analog rhythm <laughs> that I love. So mm. much. Uh, I coined that. I'm writing that down. Delete this from the cop. <laughs> Jack, I know you do all the work behind the scenes here. Delete that. That is for off. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm bleeping it. Yeah, <laughs> you just bleep the name. That's, that's so for funny. me, but not the audience. I, I find it funny now that I'm now at this point where I've tried to be a completionist, but it's just never really, t- it's never worked really. So I'm all about vibes and genres now. So like it's a kind of transition to a, a, we can just cover this real quick of like things we've recently watched, but um, cause we like to start the episode with like things we've recently watched before we get into the uh, film. But I watched possession, the 1981 um, German film with Sam Neill. Obviously, Sam Neill is not German, but he's in it. And don't ask me why. Um, and I also watched the 2013 Evil uh, Evil Dead that I have not seen before. Um, and so I've just been in a horror vibe trying to do a little more modern stuff because it's been a while um, and like more like studio fare. Um, but I also wanted to watch Possession because I'm just like, this has always been a priority. I've never seen it. It's on Shutter. This is you know, I I have to. I'm, I'm going to see it at some point. Might as well be now. Um, mm. But yeah, I just do like it's like, OK, I'm into spy films to try to find some spy films. I'm into, um, you know, Hong Kong action flicks. I'm into some Donnie N stuff. I'm just like I can't complete anything. It's all vibes now. It's what I'm, how am I feeling? Do I need a like, you know, a cloak and dagger? Do I need a straight drama? Do I need some like modern, modern, like kind of mm-hmm. jump scary horror? Um it's all yeah so but yeah uh to what i just watched though so evil dead 2013 amazing uh i can't wait until we actually cover that i was yeah. holding off on it because sometimes when we're thinking when i think about like just watching a movie from the 2010s i haven't seen like well someone's gonna pick that at some point so Same. maybe i'll just should, yeah. should wait but I do that with action boys movies. I'm yeah. like, right. Oh, hey guys, I feel like watching this. Can we add this to the list? And I'll know it's coming down in a few months or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. It's so, yeah. You're like, I don't want to watch it now. It and then first have to watch better. it again in 60 days yeah. or whatever, you know, like, right. Exactly. Um, and, and the new evil Dead was coming out. I'm like, well, I kind of want to see it. So I don't know. Uh, but no, I, I, 2013. We hear the new great. evil Dead is good. We hear that. Um, I'm hearing that as well. I'm curious. Yeah. Hearing that. I'm, Hopefully I'll have a, enough fucking time to see it. Maybe who knows? Uh, emails. I know so many emails. And then yeah, the, the Evil Dead 2013 was great. Uh, I looked unbelievable. It's super short, super sweet. Um, has all of the Ramiisms of the first three, while also having this more kind of just. It's so much. It's so pukey. I don't know. I think that's the mm. word I want to use. It's yeah, all I've heard vile. It's, I've, I've heard it's very puke, gross. Yeah, and it's disgusting. It's all filth, mm. dirt, grime. <laughs> you know, fucking tree branches in crevices that you don't want to mention, and just like it's disgusting. It's filthy, and I loved it. Um, 
And Possession, one of those films that I'm definitely going to have to rewatch at some point. I'm going to still still kind of taking it in. Wasn't exactly what I was expecting. Um, it's so of its. It's of its time, but it's also just the way all the dialogue is being presented is so hysterical and outlandish and like all the actors are throwing their entire bodies to every single word they're saying, uh, even the ones who aren't supposedly possessed. So it's it was a vibe that I had to kind of click into. Um, mm-hmm. I really respected it. I really I dug it for the most part. Definitely going to. There is still this slight disconnect that I can't put my finger on that I'm going to have to interrogate or like come back to at some point. Um, Would you yeah, say the that the disconnect things. is uh, that you're possessed? Oh yes, there you go. From from enjoying See, it, this is uh, this is where I actually do sign off. This is okay, we were referencing before the about? podcast. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We were referencing you know like what? sometimes I do leave and then this is one of those times. We were warned, Gabrus. Yeah, when you when you told me that, I was like, that is so fucking rude. That is so disrespectful. But now after what Jack said, I completely understand what you're talking. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I, I can only take so me, much. I get it. I guess I'll handle the rest of this fucking conversation with just. All right, it's just it's just myself and Gabrus now. Um. <laughs> My new co-host, but um, I have not seen Possession. I've been meaning to see Possession. I saw yes. Evil Dead in the theaters when it first came out. Didn't really stick with me. Uh, so mm. it's been like 10 years now. Very curious about it. I do want to see the new Evil Dead as well. But I also am right now. I, I have like fatigue from I have not been seeing new stuff in the theaters uh, mm. much lately. Like it hasn't been same. It hasn't been something that like juiced me up. I saw John Wick for. Uh, mm. in the theaters and i saw something else before that but recent watches uh i'm uh, going jumping off what clay was saying i'll dive in here and then you can go last jack uh <laughs> i'm just telling you how it is now bitch i'm going uh, i'm starting he's starting um i going off vibes i've been feeling like uh i'm a big fan of thrillers the genre uh, the genre of same. thrillers mm, and, same, same, same. and i and i know it's a little bit of an amorphous genre so it's like a lot but specifically some of my favorites are journalism thrillers yes uh whistleblower thrillers like uh, yes doc- document thrillers stuff where it's a small faction or one person against a larger uh, sort of shadowy, shady company, you know, like, mm. and, and then other thrillers in that world I love that aren't th- that's like the foundation of my favorite of thrillers, but I also love espionage and spy thrillers, anything with like trade craft and all that shit. So I recently rewatched Bridge of Spies because Oof. I remember seeing it when it came out and I was like, oh, that didn't really impress. And, and now, like, also, move, I feel like movies have been like mainstream movies have been bad enough for like a decade that I'm like rewatching stuff from the 2010s. And I'm like, Oh fuck. No, <laughs> this one, I, we, we wish we had this right now. Like, mm. I would kill for a fucking bridge of spies to, to drop into theaters now. Like, perfect dad like, movie. It's a yeah. perfect dad movie. And I, and that's a genre of TV and movies. I love is dad. I love dad TV. If it's like remotely mm. historical, oh gun based, violence based Clay's language, dude, I watch, Let's talk. Uh, let's take a quick aside down dad TV lane here. Recent dad TV watches for me. We're talking Bosch. We're talking um, SAS Rogue Heroes. Talking Banshee. We're talking Warrior. We're talking Mayor of Kingstown. We're talking, uh... Have you seen The Night Agent? 
Yes, I watched all of the Night Agent. Perfect Dad television. I have it, not watched Citadel. So or, good. Or, I, the Night Agent was. There's some egregious acting in it, but it does not take me out of it. I I loved it. It moves. It's a 24 ripoff, and it's perfect. Yeah. yeah, I love that shit. I love premium bullshit like that. That's why I love Bosch and all those other shows I listed. You excited that, for Reacher? I watched Reacher season one. Obviously, I mean, I'm stoked for season two. I'll watch it over Can't and over wait. again. Can't yeah. wait. Uh, but yeah, I this watched... is this is yeah. This is, we have the same viewing habits here when it comes to television games. Yeah, and then I, I just also in addition to like another recent watch for the uh, I watched Tinker Tailor Soldier Spot. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have Apple TV? Because Slow Horses is pretty rad. Uh, mm. Dad TV, and it's, it's Gary, the Gary Oldman. Show. It's Gary Oldman British spy stuff. So it's like, yeah. but they're shitty spies, and Gary Oldman's disgusting. Season one was awesome. Season two was fine, but I loved season one of Slow Horses. Good, good combines it all. British espionage dad TV all in one. The show. issue with me and television is that I have no self-control. So if I get really into a show, it's like over for me. Like I have to like block out an insane amount of time because I won't be able to not like I won't be able to go to bed unless I'm like I've watched like X amount of episodes, mm-hmm. which was the Dude, issue with will- the night agent. Yeah, I will have my like laptop on or my TV on while I'm like getting dressed in front of it, like egg- adding six minutes of because like especially with this da- the genre of dad TV, it's not like you need to no a hundred percent of your brain power into watching. Absolutely. It. So in I'll fact, be, it's like, better if you don't. Yeah, as a matter of fact, it's yeah. So I'll be like, I'll get dressed, I'll brush my teeth with it on, like on an iPad, you know. I mean, like, I'll throw it on, like, while I'm on the fucking bike at the gym and watch, like, I'll send those emails. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, those, those have been my recent watches and I, and hence my choice of when you, when I threw out some 2010 movies to watch, I think I threw out exclusively like, uh, thrillers and action thrillers because, uh, mm. I was like, Oh, if I'm going to rewatch some stuff from the, tw-, like, it was all stuff I intend to rewatch. So I, green room is like one that is, and this one, uh, wish you were, uh, you were never really, it's one of those phrases where there's too many movies that sound just like it. Wish you were, that's here, the issue. You were never really there here. I think it's, whatever it can is. you forgive me? It's yeah. uh it's French title was it's a beautiful day or another country had that title where it's like, I don't know if that's better, but it's, it's at least easier. <laughs> it's not the animated movie. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. The, like the, the Herzl stick. movie. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And also Gabriel, not only that, but you threw out good time. Oh, which yeah. is one of my like those are three gross movies like yes. not only thrillers well made but also like you know well like, like viscerally disgusting sen- people sensory hard to, driven hard to like, choose to watch so when ooh. so that's why i was using your guys podcast as like a sort of uh carrot or stick look at it however you'd like <laughs> current currently stick uh but like i I, I that's why I threw out like stuff that would be like I can't be like babe you want to watch green room before bed you know what I mean like you can't watch you can't watch good time on an iPad on the plane you know what I mean like it's like <laughs> so it's like one of those movies that you're like all right I'll watch for this and so that's why I threw out some right. like visceral fucked up shit uh, all stuff I'd seen but I wanted to revisit like with a, a finer and so watching this one again was a fucking real treat. you're not gonna get dressed to you never really hear yeah and and hell to the fucking yes that it's 91 minutes or 89 minutes without credits i think 80 minutes Ugh. yeah it's so fucking lean like oh there's my no gosh. explanation for anything it's so fucking lean can i just give a quick shout i know i don't know if it's sacrilege clay correct me to another podcast who's oh no. doing really great work oh no or a solo interview pod 
the 90 minutes or less film fest is like the idea I wish I had. Can you, yeah, as someone who knows nothing about podcasts, can you explain to me what the premise of that one is? I literally don't follow any podcasts. I bet the you they, they cover movies that are under 90 minutes. Under 90 minutes or less. And they have some, you know, like some cool guests like, uh, like David Lowry was on recently, who's oh, you know, awesome. that, like in the current events right now. And um, they just, yeah. And like, it just reminds you like some fantastic all-time favorite movies have this runtime and are successful in delivering like, I mean, we, we bring up Evil Dead, but I think they've covered both Evil Dead. They're all three Evil Dead, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it's just like, yeah, that structure can can bring you so well, much. Well, there's also um, there's also Envy as a podcast host that you never have to watch be that's longer than 90 minutes as your prep. <laughs> like and you don't there's have a little to, there's a little watch. treat there too, where it's like <laughs> Yeah. Right. Where like action boys, sometimes it's like, okay, I'm going to, we go fucking like, you know, scene by scene. So it'll be like, all right, I guess I'm watching all of force 10 from Navarone in two hours and 10 right. minutes. Like it would be bomb to have only 88 minute movies. That you yeah. Power through. Yeah. But they're doing great stuff over there. Um, and that's honestly like how I um, uh, will filter a lot of my lists. Cause like play, like I have a lot of what, like, you know, uh, uh, like a documentary watch list or what have you, and I'll separate by shortest runtime. And it's like, oh, what can I got fit to. in tonight? You got to. And yeah, and it's it's just like, you know, each list that I have will only be like, oh, how can I get through this watch list that I curated myself? Filter <laughs> by runtime. <laughs> um, real fast for me, I started Beef. Um, oh yeah, I, 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 I ripped through Beef. Real good, real, really well written, well acted, original, a very unique idea. Um, it's a Netflix series that doesn't look really cheap. Like a, it looks film, really good. It lo- like yeah, you're absolutely right. Play or some shit. Yeah. Um, I'm about like a like over halfway into it. I think. Yeah, it's but yeah, like that half hour runtime is oh, it's superb. Um, but I also saw the Lynn Shelton movie Laggies with Keira Knightley and Chloe Grace Moretz and Sam Rockwell. Uh, which oh, wait, I like that fucking cast. Yeah, I what year? Shit about it. Uh, it was two thousand and fourteen. Um, uh, I, I, I mean, speaking, I brought, I brought that up because it's like, oh my god, like what Lynn does in ninety minutes, fantastic, like. You, you just get such like well-written, well-rounded characters that's like, oh, right. Like you're not the main character of this story, but you could be. Like you have your own movie right. going on. You're rich enough. Separate of- from Keira Knightley's movie. And okay, when you said um, Lynn, I'm like, I, I, I forgot. Which right, we're, we're covering Lynn Ramsey. That's right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is Lynn um, Shelton. Lynn this Shelton. The, yes. This is um, who directed this movie. Oh my gosh. Lynn Shelton. Yeah. But yeah. It's really just, good. Oh, wow. It's really good. Um, it's, um, yeah, yeah, it was that's really nice. Oh, I gotta check this out. Just been she's like a big a Mark Maron. Oh, yes, that's Mark she, she was dating. Away. Yeah. yeah, Mark oh, Maron before she passed. In I didn't know that she was yeah. a director. Oh, this yes. is all okay. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. What's that? What's oh. that wrestling show? The the Netflix show. All right, she directed a bunch of that. Um, she directed yeah, a whole directed, bunch of stuff. Yeah, she's directed fucking a bunch of indie movies. Yeah, yeah. Good for her. Okay. Wow. 
The one I um, the one I first heard about her on was Hump Day. That like yeah, because she was tight with like the Duplasses back then. The Duplasses, yeah. Yeah, they make like the art movie about a, two guys hooking up or whatever. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, uh, let's uh let's get into first exposures. Uh, Gabrus, please take us into how you were never really here came into your life and maybe if you know your relationship with Lynn Ramsey separate since you know maybe it's worth reiterating for us because we haven't covered her in so long close your eyes yeah! I'm gonna ask you some questions how many are there one guy inside the front door second guy on the top floor the tone. Please leave a message. It's done. Man called. Man wants to see you right away. State Senator Albert Vato. His teenage daughter's missing. What's the lead? He got an anonymous text with an address. I've heard of these places. They said you were brutal. I can be. I want you to hurt them. like i think i i saw you need to talk about kevin when it came out and didn't really register with me i, I at my review i want to re-watch it now having re watched this movie because mm. i remember it just being kind of boring um but maybe i i'm i am understandably not necessarily in the headspace at the time to have watched that movie so like i can't mm. imagine it was boring based on having watched this it's pretty um, demanding psychologically. Yeah. 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 It was maybe like a little overwhelming or like I was not in the right headspace to fucking uh, digest it. But that was added to my queue after doing this, uh, after watching this. And this movie I first saw, like shortly after it came out, I was like, uh, I watched it on streaming, not in the theater. And I was like, oh, cool. Joaquin Phoenix. And I was like, oh, this is pretty violent, pretty weird. Oh, cool. And then like uh, I had heard someone talking about it recently or talking about Lynn Ramsey or something. I was like, 
oh yeah that movie was had some weird shit going on and i'm like i couldn't really remember what it was so when it's been in my mind to rewatch, so when you guys sent that email i was like fuck yeah and then on this rewatch uh two nights ago i was like fuck this movie rules man the yeah. soundscape the fucking uh the score the, score, the yeah. fucking tightness of editing like the mm. sort of montage style editing or represent representative editing of just like buy a hammer buy duct tape watch it play out later you know what i mean like the visual uh, language yeah, yeah the vision yeah. like yeah it's so so such minimal dialogue and then like on this viewing like with time it's like the power structure of what actually is going on is insane like you know what i mean you're like oh she slit the fucking governor's throat <laughs> like right like, right right like you you get all the way to this fucking insanity that you're like i didn't it, it didn't really land on me what was going on the first time it was just like kind of like i must have been in like you know watching it with a friend or with tiff and was just like cool man this movie's sick revenge or whatever and on this viewing i was like it's his career, all the connections of how Angel gets, and then he knows that's going to get his mom killed. Like, all that shit was so fucking heavy on this viewing. And then the fucking, I did not remember the, like, suicide fake out. The fan, right. the, the brains blowing out, like, uh, fake out. That's, mm-hmm. That really surprised me on this viewing. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, it took me out. Like, not out of the movie, but out of my mind. <laughs> and that's always kind of fun because, like, it's that it's those rewatches that you have such distance between the time that you first saw something that you're pretty sure of the moments that they happen, but not in which the order they happen in. Right. And the ending is a great example of that. Um, yeah, for myself, uh, uh, you were, uh, we need to talk about Kevin is a super formative watch for me. I was recommended it when I was like getting into film at 15. Um, And honestly, like had the reaction that Gabriel had to Clockwork Orange, like clearly like those two films aren't on the same stadium of like, not not on the same pedigree of like, you know, iconic, you know, images or what have you, or, or they're not thought of as formative watches for a lot of people. But for me, it was like, I had the real, I had the realization, like, this is fucked up. Like, this is, this is really like upsetting. And it was one of the first films that I really had that realization with, um, where it's not even the moments um, where there were upsetting or fucked up things happening, but just like, the tension that should created or really like the tone or the tone that or like the things that were being unsaid were just like as startling and like oh yeah like that movie is fantastic um but i if because of that i then um checked out um in other means um uh rat catcher and morgan collar which were also like i was super impressed with because not only did I love We Need to Talk About Kevin, but also Barry Jenkins loves um, early Lynn Ramsey films like those two. Um, loved those. I wish they were oh, more cool. available when I was seeing them like they are now. But um, I have the criterion of Ratcatcher now. Um, I've yet to rewatch it, but it's. <laughs> yeah, no, this, uh, I'm going to rewatch great. Kevin yeah. and Ratcatcher. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. All four of her movies are just... great. Yeah. Um, and then you were never really here. I was super, super excited for um, the 20, the year long wait from its can premiere 
2017 to its actual theatrical, you know, um, opening in 2018 was painful. Cause, oh my gosh, I know that there's this like new Lynn Ramsey movie out there, but it's yet to come to me. And then I did see it in theater, but of course, like Amazon was like, um, one week in theaters. <laughs> but yeah, then right. I thankfully caught it because I was just like so amped. Um, and then uh, freshman year of my college uh, film studies class, I saw it again. And I, I think a lot of people were just sort of like ambivalent to it. Um, but I I seen it again. I was just like grooving with it. I had like, you know, it's like when you kind of like, you know, the movie's like very visceral and resting on first viewing, but then on second time, you're just like, okay, wait, I know when everything's happening and you can just like enjoy everything. Like, oh, this is when it's coming. Oh, this is actually like pretty gripping now. Like I'm invested in Joe, like he's such an interesting three-dimensional character. Um, and there was someone else in my class, Amanda, and her and I were just like groove into the Greenwood score. Like we were just like, oh my gosh, we see each other. And um, and the Greenwood score was like, oh man, it's so, it's just the perfect, the perfect noise that Joe is probably like hearing. Yeah. yeah. Like so that, like that's really perspective based. Yes. Because there's so much, based. like you feel like you're in his head for that. Mm-hmm. And also with mm-hmm. him, like randomly hearing stuff and like talking to himself, like it really makes you put, it really puts you inside Joe's head. You're right, Jack. I haven't, I didn't think about that. Sound yeah. Score, yeah. Score wise. It's fucking rad. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Joe ends up being surprisingly three dimensional for someone who barely speaks or whatever, you know? Like you mm-hmm. really think you understand it by the end. And of course, this movie, rightfully so, had comparisons to Taxi Driver at the time. But something else that we've covered that, of course, it had comparisons to was Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. ha- similarly, like, yeah. like a lack of dialogue, um, a hammer, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> what about you, bro? It's interesting. Um, this was the first Ramsey film I watched. Um, I don't know how like super familiar I was before work. I, I mean, I heard about we need to talk about Kevin beforehand because it's also one of those movies where it's like, oh, you know, dude, you know what's a fucked up movie? You you need to talk about Kevin. That movie's fucked up, bro. Like, I mean, it's really good, and it's obviously not necessarily doesn't deserve that moniker of that of that movie. Every you know, some every person who wants to be edgy recommends to people. Um, it's better than that, but it is definitely one of those. I I saw I saw that in 2018. Apparently, I looked it up. I watched it on an airplane, which I think is wild. Yeah, that's, uh, awesome. that's rad. That's, yeah, that's cool. Fucking if I saw nuts. someone watching you and really here on an airplane, that'd be like, honestly, yeah. that's pretty tight. If I did see someone, I might screen and give them a thumbs up. Like I might say like. <laughs> I see what you're watching, dude, and that that's rad. That deserves a fist nod. bump. That deserves that, a fist the, bump. The, the eye contact head nod, at least. Like that's yeah. that's a that, good job. We I, I see you. I see you. Maybe um, <laughs> maybe uh five American dollars. Uh <laughs> just get pull out money out of your wall and be like, hey, great choice. Here's five American dollars. <laughs> I split this um, with you and watch it from my chair with no sense. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you tilt the screen? I'm an entrepreneur, baby. I don't know what to tell you. I think it's surcharge, six dollars. Mm-hmm. Um I and I uh, that was a movie that I saw that I'm like, oh, do I like 
do I love like independent movies now? It was one of those things where I was so ready to give myself a pat on the back for loving a movie that was so quote unquote cool. Uh, you know, or things that aren't like that's this isn't taken, you know, this isn't Liam Neeson. This is like a serious movie. This has like editing choices and you know, well, it doesn't have all this dialogue or exposition. Oh my gosh, I'm so cool. Uh um, Joe isn't explained enough. It's about trauma. It's um I so I I loved it though. I was really taken aback by it. It's just such an affecting movie, like even for the people who maybe aren't super pumped about it, it's super visceral um, because of how restrained it is with its violence in the sense of yeah, it's when it shows it to you, it's like super upsetting and it sticks with you. Um, but then I saw it again a year later for a film class. Uh, we were you know given all these films to watch and then you had to pick, I think like five or six of them to write a paper on. I think we're given like nine or 10 and you're like, Hey, pick five of these. If you want to write something to write a paper on, but you don't have to write about all of them. I didn't choose this one, but at that point I was introduced to all this different language and academic terminology for like analyzing and watching film that I kind of had this approach to it where I was like, really just like, okay, let me just apply to all, apply all the things I just learned and let's see what the fuck's going on here. Um, it obviously Ramsey being such an intelligent filmmaker and someone who takes such is so precise and um, meticulous about all of her work that you're going to notice a lot of things because all of this is so every single choice in here is intention it is so super uh, has so much intention in it with its what it's trying to communicate with Joe's background, his psycho uh, psychology, that kind of um to flesh out like a fully fledged character without like Gabriel mentioned without many lines. Um, I, I noticed, and that's when you learn in film class, I feel like is more of the teacher just kind of sitting you down saying, Hey, you know, that editing choice they made. And at, you know, at the 50 minute mark, that was on purpose. That was, there was something they bent to communicate something through that. Pay attention. You know, that one random, you know, steady cam shot, at uh, the kitchen that was meant to communicate something Pay attention that kind of idea of how taking every single frame and giving in, in frame and camera choice and music choice and sound choice and like okay what's the intentionality behind this what is this trying to communicate that kind of realm of thinking made it like a super fascinating uh watch for the second time especially given that when i first watched it i was like cool movie great vibes awesome and that um, film professor was john gabris <laughs> absolutely rock and roll dog um <laughs> talking about the uh talking about how it is actually in you it lets you imagine the violence more than it shows you the violence yeah, absolutely but, and so if you're if you think this movie's like super fucked up it's really in your head like like it's your brain doing it which is pretty crazy and i think in a great example of that is because the, the scene that i didn't forget from the first time i viewed it was the uh, entrance into the house all done from security cam footage and like, like that a black fucking horror movie oh so good and the way they built the like you could see the feel the geography of the house because it's like on this camera we just see the guy fall into the shot on this camera we see him on his floor on the floor bloody but we or in this shot we see joe swinging his arm 
at the edge of frame. And then in the other one, we see the body fall in. And it's like, that's so real. We never see like impact, but we sense it constantly by like the idea of editing, right? Like our brain puts that image in the middle and they just, he just does this. And that is, and because of that, there's no audio either. Cause it's all CCTV. Mm. And that just lends itself to like more imagination. And like that sequence is just so fucked up because they don't even say like, that's the house where rich, rich scumbag pedophiles go to fuck underage girls, right? Like mm-hmm. they use terms like "where's the playpen," "where's right, the, like, right, they, right, like they right, say right. they say some shit," and they which is the house, what's the password? I've heard places like this before, right? Yeah, mm. they don't over-explain anything, and like you, and it makes sense because Joe is like a silent weirdo who keeps a low profile and has done this before so we just are along for the ride and by his like what he's doing we like understand it we but we do have to make these connections in our head that like yes it's a brownstone in manhattan where people fuck children and like that's so fucked up and it makes us say that or in our brain you know what i mean like the movie puts that on us to be like Oh, that is a, th- I guess this movie supposes that is a thing. And that's a heavy fucking thing to come up with, like to, to intellectualize of like, oh yeah, that's a den of absolute, the worst sin possible. Cool. Yeah. Please. And then you want him to hit them with hammers. It's fucking Absolutely. crazy. And it's like, you're so like, no one deserves the hammer more. And it's like, but then there's an element of like, you don't see the violence. So you don't get that craving fulfilled. And like, no, it, it, it keeps you get like, it's, it's so weird. What Lynn is like, she's playing with us so fucking hard where she's like, yes, these people deserve it. Yes. You want to see that visceral reaction, but also I'm not going to show it to you, but you're going to imagine it and you're going to deal with that mm. thought process. And, and it's fucking cool. It's a lot well, of, it's a lot of uh, um, trust handed over to the audience. It's a lot of maturity. Yeah hand it over to the audience and i know it's like the most boring criticism ever just a just a warning everyone lynn oh, rams is a very intelligent filmmaker oh wow crazy i know i know fucking stop the presses i know i know everyone right, let me just kind of recalibrate and okay. just like Oof. you can you can like reset after that okay um, okay 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 all right let's go and you know and the fact that she takes this time and illustrates how Joe feels like he has no purpose, especially when you get to that end and like, oh, right. If, if I really do go through with taking my own life is really anyone going to notice me? Um, really people do notice you. It's just in your, your acts of retribution. It's just, it's it's in these places from having one less teenage girl, you know, in those places, but it's not just like you doing these things. That is your purpose, even though like taking care of your mom doesn't really bring you uh, happiness like he thinks it might. It's just, it's this very interesting interlope between guilt and retribution that isn't really explored anywhere else in this in this kind of way, I think. Yeah, well, it's that's fucking cool. I didn't think about that. That's interesting. I like that. Well, it, it, this idea of subversion that we're kind of talking about here, the action and violence, um, and it's it, it's something that Gabrus, you obviously have uh, a perspective on because, it, and I, me in a way as well, is like we've seen so many action movies, so many shitty 
just um, absolutely. I've, I've seen some. You've seen some, <laughs> but we we have seen bottom barrel just like anything that that will they throw our way, like the amount of taken ripoffs and uh apps the just the mediocre move not mediocre movie star but like just you know this random you know movie star I get granting you know trying to get revenge for a uh, sin uh, related to children or uh, a sin committed to their family things like that. Um, we've seen basically how many different times that same plot or that same pitch has been executed and some are pretty good um a lot of them are just schlock and cash grabs so it's interesting to see when play with this um this uh pitch this uh, uh premise so loosely and so just has no there's no restraints there's no rule book that she's going by it's just like here is this the basic idea of a revenge you know i'm going to find you and i'm going to kill you uh you rescue uh rescue uh young girls and uh sex trafficking rings and shit like that you know it's we've seen so many of those watching it from your perspective with the amount of hours you've logged with those kind of action movies, was it kind of exhilarating to watch in a way? Because for me, it was, it was like, Oh, you can do this. They don't, you don't have to make the same movie again and again. Right. Like it's possible. And also like you have the language too. So like the, the right. way she, she jumps so much and like leaves so much to the imagination, but nation is so right. Like so full of all these examples. And I also think you're, you're, we're very accustomed from watching tons of these movies. You're accustomed to like the organized underworld or the right. weird commodities behind the scenes of like, yes, you contact Angel about the missing girl. Then you get the cash right. from Angel. And like seeing it played in a, you know, I'll throw the word realistic. Uh, it, you know, like it, mm. it, it play, it's a little gritty uh, or whatever <laughs> you want to call it. And it feels like, you know, in it feels a little more normal. Like, unfortunately right. it feels a little, and so like more mundane. Just, yeah. More mundane used to like the heightened world of like, come get your cash. And like, you know, wh- what's the deal, Joe? It's like, don't worry. Don't ask any questions, but right. we just see it. And then I think what it does too, is like, if you're used to these types of movies, analyzing the protagonist of like, Joe is sort of like, anti-hero is complicated because like he's not he's not heroic he's not anti-heroic he's he's doing the right thing for the wrong reasons which is a very interesting because i feel like a lot of our movies that a lot of these action movies we see like the wrong thing for the right reasons it's like we got to step outside the law and do what it takes and kill but like joe is doing the correct thing, like protecting young girls from sex trafficking and uh, molestation, but he's doing it maybe for the wrong reasons. He's doing it because like in like a Dexter kind of way of like, he's gonna be a violent dude anyway. Like Mm -hmm. question for you guys, the flashback of the person in the sand that we see uh, a few times, like in the desert, is that Joe as a kid killing someone? So it seemed to me like it was his time back in Af- Afghanistan. 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 Yeah. And there's that quick shot of like, it seems like a kid killing two, like killing others over like candy he gave them. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it, it's, I mean, that's the whole point 
of Ramsey trying to give backstory to Joe. Like you can make ideas of okay, abused as a kid, mom was also like heavily, uh, you know, uh, physically, uh, physically and uh, verbally abused. Uh, joins the military, sees some fucked up shit, goes back home, goes to the FBI. He joins and sees like uh, some human trafficking and gets disillusioned by that and then becomes like his own hired hitman who kind of goes around. When is he in the FBI? When did you see So there's these quick shots of him, like of like, of, you know, like a SWAT, uh, a SWAT team, like opening container and you're seeing all these dead bodies in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he's wearing like a fed jacket and like a little baseball cap and I, it also, it's like you just read, you know, and also I just sometimes also like read the Wikipedia. Like, what did they figure out from this? Right. right. Um, and they mm-hmm. mentioned that. Sense. But and I, I never that, read the Ames right. novel. So I don't it's really also expe- I was going to say in the Ames novel, it's more expanded on in the. I would assume because yeah. Yeah, there's nothing. No, expanded is not a word that is used in any form or form or fashion in this fucking movie. There is no expansion <laughs> of any right. kind. Nor Lynn, Lynn Ramsey's filmography. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you. But, but the thing is, there's so many holes in that. There's so many kind of like personal interpretations you could have of. Does he just need violence? Does he just does he do this for victims? Does he do this to like you know to steal the Dexter terminology to let out his part? You know, let out his dark passenger or yeah. whatever the fuck. I feel like part of it is like, did you think in the flashback he he did kill his dad with a hammer? Or his mom killed his dad with a hammer or something like that. That's the stuff that's more. That's the stuff that I. I I just don't know. I don't know. It's it's kind of a boring answer, but I just like don't know. Yeah, I feel like they allude to he gets like or the dad used the hammer. There's something like because he has a lot of these habits from when he's a kid, like the suffocation, but uh, no breathing. he he does that uh, suffocation thing that he did to protect himself when he was a kid. The hammer shit seems to be a motif like and it's protecting women from the jump. Right. Like it's his right. Mom, he, like he couldn't protect his mom. So now he really wants to be able to do that, like going forward. I feel Well, like he only it. sees women as victims. I mean, that mm. whole like I mean, you see when the camera how the camera follows when he's driving and how he has this fixation of women who are pe- possibly engaged in sex work. Um, like, you know, in the like shots of him driving down, you see women like kind of leaning against car, like leaning towards like car windows or, right. you know, in, and you of also course have when he takes that group picture photo, of the right. teens. Yeah. Like, oh, and right. he can he only see him, she's crying. You know, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Right. He can only see them as like potential victims. Um, yeah. He's like, he's like this ain't like, you know, avenging angel is used to death, especially in description of. All of these like, kind of action that's movies. a fair like, fucking call though but sense. yeah he is he feels like that is his is just his victimhood is his sole obsession is preventing or or uh acting or, or uh basic preventing or taking justice for victimhood and that idea of becoming a victim of trauma of abuse of sexual violence of especially women it's it's really interesting because like you said gabers it is obviously with you know things like taken it's like he has to torture people but it's to save his save his daughter or whatever (laughs) here it's just like this is he's an empty vessel and this is just the only thing that is 
gives him any kind of ignition. There's this is the only energy he can this is the only source of energy he has is this like complete mindless and almost automatic muscle, you know, pure muscle memory of kill this person, kill this person, save this girl, kill this person, kill this person, save this girl. Yeah. Um I, it's, I like pure, it's like a like, nine to five. I would say like even off what you're saying, Clay, I agree, but he doesn't really kill either. Maybe it does happen, but it is just about like singular focus, like walk in up. This person's in the way hammer. Uh, This person's in the way. It's like a, it feels like a brutal video game. Like whether they're dead or just knocked unconscious doesn't matter to him. He's just going in to get the girl and it makes him even right. more kind of like machine like or animalistic in a way where it's just like, and again, maybe backs off of how much of it for him is about violence because it is brutal what he does. I think the drug scene where he punches someone that he's like doing business with shows that his violence is like in his <laughs> in his like uh, uh, language that he can't get out. Mm-hmm. But oh, it's uh, always in his back pocket. He's always right. ready to use it. Yeah, it's always right there. Uh, That's like all he knows. Joaquin Phoenix gets a lot of credit for his physicality as like Mm. the Joker and shit. But in this movie, I think he does a really good job. Also, his body looks particularly interesting because it looks it doesn't look muscular at all, but he's big and broad shouldered. It's mass. Yeah, it's all mass. And he looks like he could fucking punch you and hurt you. Like that sequence in the beginning of the movie where a dude tries to mug him in the alley and he just headbutts the guy Mm. and then turns and changes his direction. That's like the opening scene. And he just has this weird look. He's like, did that just happen? And then kind of walks in. It's so funny. And then when Mm. we see him later, he's got a huge fucking bruise. Like, like he's clearly pain tolerant as well as like his, oh man. Again, I hate how I sound. I hate, like this is the most boring criticism ever. But he really looks like an authentic person, like a real um, someone who is genuinely uh, has a military background and has government. Yeah, these guys aren't built like but... Chris fucking Hemsworth. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's uh, all so ma- many and... actors and actresses have to just look beautiful in their roles now, and like yeah. all our all our mega stars are just gorgeous people now who look preternaturally young due to like hair growth treatments and hormone treatments and all this stuff, which is fine. But I miss like your fucking Ben Gazzara's and your people mm. who like handsome people, gorgeous people who age your Peter into, like, parts. Yeah. Yeah. Like that look like old people like and Joaquin Phoenix is a very handsome man. But mm. in this movie doesn't look like a leading man. He looks like a guy who takes a ball peen hammer around the streets of Manhattan and fucking <laughs> kills people like that's what's missing. Like everyone has good teeth and like cute yeah. haircuts and perfect skin. Now, Joaquin Phoenix looked fucking good, man. He looked fucked up. Like you're saying, uh, Jake, he looked a uh, Jack. Sorry. You're, he looked real, man. He he looked fucking. It felt you felt like this. This dude exists like like he can get a few teeth knocked out and you totally buy it he's right. feral yeah, yeah. yeah. he pulls yeah. his teeth out later and you're like that's gonna fit with his look and it's mm-hmm. not gonna be like tad hamilton he looks better so without good. the teeth yeah, yeah it works <laughs> yeah. he's he's a feral like yeah i find that so much like the eight packs i find less intimidating than him just having this pure it's just mass it's just like yeah. skin and meat 
and yeah, it's, it's just and it's like the working like he, class muscle because it's like shoulders and like right. neck and back. It's like just like he's not at the gym earning that. He's like earning that from like carrying sandbags and swinging sledges. Right. If you like poked him, it feels like it would just there would be no like actual like like there would be you wouldn't actually make any uh, progress in his skin. It would just kind of like it would just be pure solid. It'd be like brick. And that's more intimidating to me than someone who's just look, you know, has like, like fucking cum gutters or whatever. Right. It yeah. just mm. doesn't. It makes sense. His muscles are not for show. They're for fucking mm. damage. They're for and damage. Yeah. They're for utility. <laughs> yeah. they're, for, they're, they're, they're a, a tool. Yeah. Now, now we were talking a little bit about how it follows sort of like similar premises that you'd be used to. If you like log lined it out, without like using Joe's backstory or anything, it would sound like a lot of other movies that are out there. But I think when this movie starts off, it feels really small and intimate and intense. And you're like, holy shit. But that moment when the door guy comes to the hotel yes. and gets shot yes. in the back of the yes. head and that like that, that pistol pops off and then he starts wrestling a cop. You're like, oh shit. This movie is like at the level of Taken, like in the heightened heightened sense of that, but it's being played like a Lynn Ramsey, like it's being played close to the vest and intense and like low key and gritty. But mm. in that moment, it blows up and it's like a state senator and a governor. And right, like, right. Oh, shit. They are going to go this far and mm -hmm. they're just going to earn it with me because everything feels so small and real that gets me there. You know, like they're so fucking specific and perfect leading up to it that when they get to the bananas reveal that like he's going to the governor's mansion with a ball peen hammer and mm. it, you just are on board. But like, if that's how it started, you'd be like, this movie's insane. Now he's going to go to like Dubai and fight like fucking, you know, it's going to become John. Right. Lee. Right. He's going to have to, yeah, he's going to have to find a journalist and be like, Hey, I need information on, you know, I need to know what's going really going on. I only have some of the parts. You got to get this out. You know, right, it's exactly. all, you know, and the whole and his even it goes the subversion even goes to as minute as his relationship with um uh the wire motherfucker. Um oh what's his name? The his mentor, the guy who gives him jobs. And oh, it's yeah, like the, yeah, the, uh, John Doman. John, yeah, John yeah, Do yeah. I in any other McCleary McCleary is his character's name. Yeah. Mm. And, um, in any other movie, it's like he would explain that, oh, I was actually good friends with your father or, oh, I recruit. I was the one who recruited you to the military. Uh, oh, we've been I've been, you know, like I'm a godfather, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, no, it's yes. just some dude that you kind of don't know the relationship with. And he gives jobs and then he's tortured and dies. Right. And then mm -hmm. you also you know that he had to be tortured to give up the information. Uh, so you know he has some connection to Joe. You know he has some care for Joe. He didn't just sell Joe out immediately. So like that reveal of like, oh, this guy mattered to him just because he's like, I'm going to take you out on the boat, get some steaks. And you're like, what? And you're like, oh, Joe's uh, personality is not going to let us know who he's really friends with until we see him interact with his mom and we see who like what he can really is capable of. But like, it makes sense that he might have a really long relationship with this McCleary guy, like, and, but we don't just see it come from Joe, but we do see Joe lay on the couch and eat jelly beans, which seems like a level of comfort and like uh, walls down that we don't see from Joe a lot until he gets with his mom. And so it makes right. you think that he's got some connection to McCleary, but like you're saying, it's never like, 
when I when uh, you were under me at Desert Storm, we fucking right did work right brother, or whatever. Yeah, it's right. Like, it's not that, which is cool as fuck. It's like it makes the movie feel slick, and this is something that some movies do in such a correct way is that they fucking make you feel smart watching them, and hmm. then you you feel like it gives positive. Uh, fucking dopamine hit of like I am pretty smart I'm putting this together right oh and I figured movie, yeah right right yeah and right. the movie letting you do that really makes you fuck really sucks you in because you're like powering powering along with Joe of like oh I see what's going oh now Joe's no and Angel's kid knows where his mom lives because of that oh no like oh I'm fucking see where he's got to get home wait where is he they don't show him walk up and go shit mom's in the living room or whatever. You know what I mean? Like we just see him drop by a window and then we just see a pillow. We don't see the mom get shot. We don't see like we, they just mm-hmm. really let us fucking jump and jump and jump. And fuck, there's man. a real honesty to it. Yeah. It feels, it feels so, um, it feels so, yeah, just honest in, in how the events would, would play out and how Joe's reactions would come so natural um, and I, I love that. I love the, the filmmaking's willingness to, to play, to play true to itself and, and the lack of exaggeration. Um, well, it fact, frustrate, with, which, made, with, which to me, I'm with you on that, Jack, a hundred percent. Like that makes the movie so strong, but it makes, it annoys me in reference to the suicide sequence. Mm, like, oh, cause the movie, sure. cause I'm believing every the movie's so raw and real that when that happens, I'm glad it happens at the end because, like, uh, you know, I hate those fake outs in movies mm-hmm. and like, or it's like, oh, that was all a fantasy sequence. But I think it does a lot in this, like you said earlier about showing how no one's life is affected by like people mm-hmm. are just walking around with blood on their face, eating pancakes and shit like that. But that bothered me because of how real and raw the movie was and truthful the movie was mm-hmm. up until that point. And that bothered me is the wrong word. It just rubbed me <laughs> the wrong way. But with hindsight, I appreciated it. Um, cinema sin number nine. <laughs> All right, put it on the list, boys. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> um, but yes, like I understand that's the uh, that's that's like where's the decision to to have a, a bit of like uh, you know visual surrealism in parts, but then have this honesty in in others like right yeah and then i guess it makes it it does make it hit harder it does make it stand mm. out more uh for better or for worse you know what i mean like you're like oh fuck that hurts because i really was believing but it's like that obviously then just points out how how important that was like and how what they wanted to convey yeah and it's that idea of invisible yeah it's it's that invisibility in that ghost like presence he has um He's invisible because he has no real social connections besides McCleary and his mom, and then eventually Nina. Yeah, um, he has exacerbated like immediately, unfortunately. Right. Unfortunately, it's like everyone he knows is dead at the end of this movie, except for like a child. Um, who also is in the same boat as her, unfortunately, sadly. Yeah, and that, and they don't really know each other. It, he's all. It's all about. He has no real connection with any person on the planet unless they're a victim of trauma. He doesn't get you. He doesn't understand what makes you tick. He doesn't understand. Like, even with McClear, uh, McCleary's, like, he, you know, McCleary's like, oh, we're going to have some steaks, blah, blah, blah. And he's not even paying attention. He's like, what? What'd you say? Like, at the end of that scene, he's like, I don't even fucking care. It's not, 
it's not he has no uh he has no idea of what life is like without just seeing victims and violence everywhere he goes even if the random he sees trauma in just the in the faces of strangers and he's reminded of all of those moments every single time he walks down the street even if it's just just seeing some some girl and he's like oh yeah i remember when i walked in to that container full of dead women um and it's those moments that make him almost soulless but but very motivated and have this pure will so at the end of the day it's almost like the violence isn't even and all the violence is like almost besides maybe the kill in the hotel scene when he snaps the officer's neck all the other violence is either after the fact or anticlimactic right it's like oh he kills that dude okay cool oh he already or like oh he already beat the shit out of this dude and we're just seeing his body on the floor as he's walking by but we don't see any of the action it's 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 superfluous it doesn't matter it's just there it's what matters is the mission and his his like pure will into into rescuing others uh, other people of trauma yeah it's fucking it's really it, yeah it puts him in like a peas in a pod with his own like the people he's rescuing is like he's rescuing people very similar to himself in a way like or what they have left or who they will become will be pretty similar to joe uh talking about funny moments when the mom says she's watched psycho that's really funny but even just the premise that like this lunatic lives alone with his mom and his mom's been watching psycho it's just like such a layer where you're like oh man that's a weird Mm. and the mom is that that's such a great cute moment that humanizes joe for the first time in the movie too like gives him the stakes that we get so angry when she's gone later like mm. it, like it works and it shows that so he's well. not like a monster like he's right. not like yeah. a hulking hulking like that's the thing with some like you have to have some emotional connection in there i mean obviously we know he's not like a good person but right he is actually no i i think you love it i don't think he did Murder- anything wrong right um in 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 a way he didn't but in a way he did um (laughs) if you think about it i i do love those touches of humanity especially with like him singing um in the mirror even away from his mom after like when he's in like that bathhouse or whatever and those are the little moments that make him not this again this a noble angel of vengeance you know this fucking action star who just is there to kill people and mm. save the day and then live and then move on he's like no he's just gonna sing this stupid alphabet alphabet song to him and to himself as he's like just like looking himself in the mirror um it's it's also that how he's almost not in, he's still kind of a child in a way i mean that's why he connects so much with nina and it's Mm. and you can tell by how much care he's like okay she's gonna need these two kinds of sodas gonna have all this kind of candy like it's again it's that kind of mundaneness but also that approach and compassion he has when he gets all those snacks and he puts them in the rental car and he's like trying to ready he's just like ready for when she gets there 
and mm-hmm. knows exactly kind of the nourishment she'll need. It's yeah, it like shows really his his experience with the gig, with the job, and it shows his like childlike mind, like his sort of like this would be comforting for like and he like when then when we see like the jelly bean sequence and we see him with his mom, you're like, oh, he something. You know, he's stuck in and of course his development would be skewed because of like his awful childhood. So like he would be a little wrapped in arrested development of being a little, you know, feeling younger, feeling weirder. Yeah. And that constant like un he's not he's unfazed by like suicidal ideation or whatever. Like whether mm. it's like the what you know, the knife he wants to kind of put in his mouth at the at the beginning, and he's acting like it's nothing, or in dropping the knife on near his foot. Um, and how, who knows how far that actually goes un, until his mom calls him. Um, because that's as, that's, an, as, that's an imprinted into the routine just as much as uh, taking care of his mom and going out for another hit is is right, just right. this I, this like acting out on this impulse but you know so it's, uh, it's it's about the loss of innocence oh um, boy i uh oh boy <laughs> shout out Vinny manicuso so gave us some content years ago at this point we did an episode on what's part time in hollywood ever heard of that one and we had our guest our good friend Vinny mancuso and he said every movie is about the loss of innocence and i think about that every goddamn day because it is yeah and um it is it that and it, fuck, <laughs> it works it works it fits like a glove with every movie um <laughs> and here obviously especially that you know i mean what is more innocent than a child looking after their parent like right. you know it's like what is what is a kind of caretaking that is done onto you you now repay with um with someone that you love right and and joe is trying to repay this guardianship that he never got from his dad now onto these missing teens um but just without you know it's like that whole of purpose that he's trying to fill which is why like what really struck me on this rewatch is like he's never he's never going to feel fulfilled in a job that's so um selfless or right. not selfless but um without you know it's it's sort of like uh like a working in a nursing home right it's like it's like what is that what is that cycle what is that right. like repaying you as the guardian right it's just like what are you, there's, what there's are a you word i can't soaking yourself in like what right. are you marinate what kind of like vibes you're marinating mm. yourself mm-hmm. in? like yeah constantly around uh fucked up sex criminals and uh, unfortunate victims of mm-hmm. you know like that's not good that's not good for the soul to be around and like mm-hmm. in your spare time taking care of your mother and like that's that's a heavy life, you know. It makes he is sense kind of that, working in a nursing home. I mean, the elderly, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, is living with real. him you at know? home. Yeah. yeah, he like lives yeah. in a yeah. nursing home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we talked about the Johnny Greenwood score a little bit, but man, is it fucking awesome! It fucking mm. slaps throughout this movie. It gets you hyped. 
it's like the main like the main track that's played at the beginning it's like you the the, the title sequence you were never really here and ah. just like that synth is so amazing yeah that opening title sequence good call clay is fucking rad too dude when it off like that you're like yes i'm in let's go let's fucking hammer some heads dude let's get mm. the fucking ball peen i love when he shop when he like when we see him throw the garbage bag of stuff out and then we see him buy all new stuff like just like we- weird small things like i love craft you know like it feels like a you know part of like thrillers is always like this person does things a certain way and watching him do his job that certain way with like the guard the guard breaking the phones breaking the sim cards putting them all right the right bag, washing the hammer off taking a shirt and just throwing that in the hotel garbage and then just getting a new hammer and new tape and new pills for the next mission or whatever i just really enjoyed watching that like seeing his system is always fun yeah like like downing the pills when he's driving it's like ugh, it's like so hard to like like is this giving you like an ounce of relief like Right. Those driving scenes are really good mm, because yeah. it does not look like green screen at all. And he's like swerving pretty, pretty rough. And I, and I, obviously he wasn't actually driving the fucking car, but I would be really interested how they kind of shot that because those swerves look pretty legit. Um, yeah. And I guess it, I guess it could have been green screen, but usually it's kind of easy to tell nowadays when it's like when they're driving, when you can really, all right, that's not, they're not. Mm. No, um, I would guess it was a rig. I guess I would guess it's like, you know, it's like the car was attached to a truck that was actually driving. And but it was I don't know, some of those some of that like mania and that pure just like that sense of he there's nothing about him is safe. He doesn't care. Like Mm. he's truly the most like death. He has every single death wish you can possibly imagine. (laughs) He's not put together. He's he's been been wounded too. In addition Mm. to his body, it looks like it's built for violence. It looks like it's received plenty of violence over the course of the life too. You forget he gets shot in the face, but the thing that, because it's, I think the beard is like really covers the bullet hole, but it's just that that Mm. huge fucking Mm -hmm. um, bulge in his cheek. And it's just him and the way he talks is the only re- it's it's the only way you can remember. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was shot in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, and what a decision to have your movie star and your main character, you know, your action hero, quote unquote, to just have this like just look like physical garbage. scars. Yeah. Yeah. And also just have all this like, you know, these blemishes and just like have basically mm-hmm. this like really noticeable, you know, huge swollen cheek or uh, yeah, cheekbone um yeah it, it's the it's the only moment where you can kind of get that that you see you know joaquin as joaquin is when he's mm. like hey got hey man i'm just a hired gun i don't give a shit like that one moment mm. is the only time you can you hear him like deliver his joaquin phoenix line right right in the right, sense right, right. of his case it gives us yeah, that yeah. sort of it gives us that relief or like that like oh right that's who like this is just like sort of someone who has built this exterior and is like scared when just facing mass right like, yeah, and when, also like and facing and uh adversity um also maybe it's yeah. him trying to come across as normal in that moment. right like, he knows and he does a thing he needs absolutely normal, uh for this guy to believe him for a brief mm-hmm. moment he can't just be the fucking like Frankenstein's monster that he's been this whole time. I'm going to call you. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> he going to just like be like, 
right hey man i'm a hiring and then like the second he gets the chance go for it fucking mm. crazy that's a great action sequence too shot from overhead fucking full-on guillotine choke it's pretty mm. intense and I know I was talking all this mash, talking all this mad shit about those, like you know, those meat and potatoes taken ripoffs that some that are that have been made so many times. I would be interested to see Joaquin in one of those, just mm. a super fucking paint by numbers action, uh, you know, action thriller. Can't I would I'd be interested. Ex- can't picture him taking one, right? No, obviously right. he would. Like he realist- would never, but- like realistically, he wouldn't, but. I would just be I'd just be curious to see him actually how he would operate within the cliches of the genre, because it seems like he has some instincts. Right. Exactly. He can do it all. He can do the pithy one liners. He can sell the physical capabilities, obviously, based on this movie, you know, Uh, man, watching like the master, this and the Joker, like back Mm. to back to back to give you an idea of like his physical capabilities as an actor is pretty Mm. rad fucking trilogy, even though I don't really like Joker. I I didn't like the movie. No, we, that movie is a bad movie. Um, it's bad. Objectively. He's got a good performance in it. It's hard to say whether I give a shit about it or not. I can tell you, I don't, but (laughs) he fucking looks crazy. And and in the, I just rewatched the master recently. He looks fucking wild in that. And he's making mm-hmm. all these crazy drinking the fucking weird mm-hmm. mixtures of jet. And his back is arched like yeah, that. And he's, he's got, got that this weird, like, yeah. like this weird grin. Of, oh, now that's, his hands are so high up. They're almost yeah, like under yes, his like, like armpits this, yeah. when he stands like that in the master. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. he's truly one of, I mean, you know, he is. Gabriel, do kind you of a, have any uh, Joaquin takes, specifically 2010s Joaquin takes or? Um, no, not really. I've always liked the guy. He always mm-hmm. impresses me. Like he brings a lot to roll. He seems like a throwback. I'm so pumped for Bo is afraid. Like, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about another. Uh, I loved come on, come on. Mm-hmm. Like he's doing some, I'm, I'm, I'm going to quick, quick, uh, inherit vice. I love inherit vice and I love mm-hmm. her. I think those yeah. were both 2010s, right? Yeah. I think the master is so good. Too. Yeah. He's so, I mean, yeah. I know it's, people he's give a meme shit, at this but point. He's really good. Well, yeah, he's really it's, good. It's, it, it, I mean, he has this persona. He's a meme. He, you know, he, he yeah. has a lot of this self-importance, but I think is also really smart and has said some really like during the awards circuit when it like there were, I mean, obviously, like some of the PETA stuff was like, okay, all right, all right, walking, whatever. That's you're feel free to say that, but like. Some of it is just like, geez. Uh, but other points of though, with him just having like talking about, you know, um, the issues of you know race and the like systemic issues in Hollywood, and also just his approach to film and what he values in filmmakers. Just anytime he talks, a lot of the time, if he's like giving like a decent interview and he's not just being like, I hate this. Why am I here? Um, I really like hearing him speak. I think he's really smart. I think he's really eloquent. Um, I also like for the most part, what his philosophy to his career is of like, yeah, work with interesting people Good besides Todd Phillips. Um, well, there's, I mean, there's more people than besides Todd Phillips. Than, you know. <laughs> um, but I, 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 I really, I really dig what he has built mm-hmm. over the years. I mean, like, come on, come on is I thought was fantastic. That's such a great shout, mm-hmm. John. I, I completely, I, I, it's a movie that I forgot about because I didn't get enough love um but yeah he's always on it 
he's always on it even if even if he can get sometimes a bit full of himself in the sense of his mm-hmm. again it's that persona and that uh, it doesn't and that help legacy. that i'm still here kicks off the decade right yeah like I that is what that. sets the tone for the 2010s i just what looked it really up. doesn't help is that i'm still here is followed immediately up by the master which yeah. like okay you're really going in on creating with pta like this i mean really that's more pta's vision and to help with that world but for him to slide into that character i think is where the issue um yeah and uh he ends the, the 2010s yeah. with the sister sisters brothers which is a really fun fucking movie well actually he just... ends the 2010s with joker sorry but, oh shit like sorry. that was the no, year i'm after. sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for you being sorry um no, everyone but, is sorry because that movie i'm out. so sorry but um yeah yeah yes yeah. he ends the 2010s with joker the same year as you were never really here he has sisters brothers also the same year he actually has a really weird 2018 you were never really here sisters brothers mary magdalene the jesus movie he did oh, with his partner uh yeah. Mara. no one and did he he reunites with gus van sant after many oh, many God. years on the don't worry, worry you won't, won't get, get very far on foot which i've is, heard not great things about it's that like, movie fine it's like a gentleman's sex it's it's another amazon movie which is even stranger um but yeah, I mean, like Gaber said, you know, Inherent Vice, her, the immigrant, the master, we've also covered. Um, yeah, I mean, so good in the know, immigrant. Worked, yeah, that's one of those things you just say a movie, you, you always forget, like, he's, you, oh, yeah, there's other, other things yeah, about yeah, who, yeah. who he's worked with. Um, but there is those, but, but you always forget, right? But you always forget the, like, Oh yeah, I love Joaquin Phoenix. And then you say, and he says, then you say a movie, and you're like, oh yeah, he was great in that. You say another movie, oh he was great in that. Um, because I think it's one of those. It, it's the issue of being like he hasn't taken many breaks, and he's mm. usually in good things. So people just take it for like, yeah, okay, another Joaquin performance. And he doesn't okay, have like cool. five. He doesn't have some movie that has five. Like he's not in some run of some franchise where you're like, and then of mm. course he has like how he makes his money in the ocean right, uh, right, franchise. Right. This is his jury know? duty. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like yeah. he's got everyone's got like one of those things where you're like, yeah, and he's fine in those, but I'm really, I really like him in blank. Like he doesn't yeah. have anything. Like he doesn't do anything. It seems like to make money. Like he's, famously, he's almost he too was consistent. Going, he, yeah. he was going to be Doctor Strange, famously. Right. Right. Um, Bullet died. But but I I mean I guess I know right. But then I guess he's Joker is the franchise now, right? Is that fuck right? Yeah, that is, but they right? won't. They the, they're not going to make. Cool. He's not going to do spinoffs, and they're not going to make. Mm-hmm. Even if I despise that they kind of exist, uh, despise maybe is a strong word. I, no, I, I don't like those movies existing. I, I think they're. I think it's. <laughs> I think is it's a ar- good word. I think, I think it's arrogant. I think it's pure arrogance and like pure self masturbatory kind of just right. like oh let's we we can make this too, and it's like just be a what, just be a good movie instead of this this like mm. oh what if a comic book movie but serious <laughs> fucking you guys like king of comedy oh. well what if you didn't yeah yeah did you like king of comedy well we did it again but with a character you also have seen in six movies You're like, all right <laughs> let her rip um he's with the guy who directed the hangover more importantly he's going to be napoleon this year year which i'm very very excited for ridley the, 
the movie uh, off of uh, Kubrick's notes, right? He, Two? I don't know because that's oh, not confirmed, but. Oh, it's it's the Ridley Scott Napoleon movie. Right? Yeah, the Ridley Scott Napoleon, yes. Did you guys um, like The Last Duel? I know it's not a Oh, The Last yeah, Duel that movie was, was fucking ruled. That movie's awesome. I might rewatch that tonight just based on this. Oh, like I know. Right just, now. I know, I know. Like, that's one where it's like, I could do that right now. Like, do you guys want to, like, sync up and watch that together? Like, Gabrus, <laughs> yeah, go to your show. Come I'll back. I'll come back. We'll I'm like, here. walk right past my wife. She's yeah. like, let's watch Succession. I'm like, no, Clay and Jack want to watch <laughs> The Last Duel Two over online with my bad internet. <laughs> oh, my God. Ridley Scott's The Last Duel. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, Joaquin... Kind of, unde- I feel like he's beloved. Like you know, he's undeniable. Like he can kind of do anything. It's just he's just taken for um, granted at this point. And it's not yeah. like we. It's not like I'm saying he's underrated. Obviously not. That would be a fucking crazy take. It's like oh, he's so underrated, guys. No one gives him enough props for his performances. Um, yeah. but it's just I, I think we're all. He's an institution at this point, especially mm-hmm. with that decade. It's just like oh, that's a great one. That's a great one. That's a great one. Where it's just there's no crazy opinions to be had mm-hmm. about him. Like even with Bo is afraid, all of the like discourse or whatever, I haven't seen it, but it's not about I thought he was bad in it. It was just more of like yeah. Joaquin. Yeah. Uh, any movie that has this much polarizing discourse, I'm I'm I don't even care if I like it or not. I'm just so stoked to watch it now. Yeah, right. I want to be a part yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. so excited to be like, well, uh, Mm-hmm. interesting and what does it say about me that i fell on this side of the discourse I'm very yeah curious. definitely yeah i do okay i want to mention i think the person who plays nina now she has an insanely mm. russian name and i'm gonna butcher it just for shits and giggles oh, um I can... no i'm gonna do it uh oof Ekater- mm. Ekaterina with, it's katarina with an e before it so just say mm. well Ekaterina Samson. All right. Well, fine. I was going to be really bad and butcher it. We're just, it, trying, uh, to, we're just trying to head you off. I, I guess you want to you rob off. the people of comedy. Okay, fine, John. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to rob you of being on some anti-Russian. The, it- the Italian comedian is here. And, uh, you know, yeah. uh, uh, she, she's fantastic. I, hmm. I'm, it seems like from, I just striking face. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, and, and, she, and she's, She's asked to do a lot for, I think she was like 15 when she made this, to basically just do so many different scenes without saying a word. For any actor, that's a tall task, and she's not really reacting to many things. Mm. She's just, it's just like a close-up on her face, reacting to some uns- unspoken, unimaginable trauma. Um, it does not seem like she's going to act again, unless there's mm. this break, this very intentional break, because... She hasn't been in anything since a short film in, I think, like 2019. And God knows when that was actually shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I did some Google searches, literally nothing. There's no news. Uh, I even, I even, I was just curious. Oh, she has a Facebook page. Is there any new projects she's announced? Nothing. Mm-hmm. I, it's like she's just completely disappeared. So I have no idea if she's ever going to act again. I hope she does. I think she is terrific in this. Um, I think, I, I bet, I bet this was, I bet Ramsey was very, very um particular and motivated to find the perfect actress for nina because this seems like a pretty it's a tall ask you have Mm -hmm. to she's literally the heart of joe in a way 
Mm-hmm. She is the thing that you have to be convinced she's the reason he won't blow his brains out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just which, met. Right. 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 And he has to, she has to communicate, again, unspeakable trauma and sexual and, viol- and physical assault and mm-hmm. just pure, like... Presence. Like, not much dialogue. Yeah. Just and just like counting down. Ask. Yeah. Yeah. So that 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 was my one yeah. shout. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good call. Yeah. Reach it. What was that? Um no, I said preach it. <laughs> oh, okay. But... That makes sense. <laughs> um, preach it. Preach All right. It. <laughs> okay. That's our new that's our new catchphrase, imagine. Oh no. That sounds imagine awful. That. I hate preach that. It. Preach hey, it. Preach, no, hey, I hate it. Every time I say it, I want to literally <laughs> cut my tongue out. That's you awful. hate it more. You hate it more. I, it, the more I think about it. it, the more I hate it. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, this is good that you haven't got up and left yet. Like this is at least like I've I've gotten somewhere with you. Somewhere, not yeah, everywhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's get into favorite scene. I feel like we're missing. Why does it feel like I'm missing something? I feel like well, I mean, this, thing, this right? movie is so it's so it's all it's not it's not plotty. No, 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 no. It's um, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And like Gabrus has mentioned, it has this insane subplot of apparently there is a, a, sec, a, a human trafficking ring run by the entire state of New York politicians. <laughs> That is this behind it or whatever. Right. There's this deep human trafficking, like everyone's in on it, state senators, governors, and it runs the entire it's like it and and I do think uh I do I do think that uh Ramsey understands that it doesn't the only point you need to take away is that institutions protect uh uh, violent and um uh violent and sec, you know, and like predators. Mm. like violent men and like yeah, fucking they look out for each other and they find yeah. each other and like there's all... a reason why you haven't heard of this um right. and but, that yeah. it, the institutions are institutions are bent on creating more joes and more ninas every mm-hmm. day and yeah. joe feel and joe's that one like help us like i need to save all of the victims because mm-hmm. our society is bent on creating more yeah and in, in no matter the amount of pills and hammers he buys like it's just gonna like keep on placing him in this institution but you know if there's one performance that i did want to shout now that um plays mentioned alex manette who plays senator vada was really good in that one scene um just like the tremble in his voice when he's explaining like hurt them right i want you to hurt them yeah 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 um like mccready tells me you have brutal yeah 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 I can, be. can yeah. be. Yeah. Great line. Do you have uh, do you have do you have kids? He's like, no. Um, yeah. Um, Gabriel, do you have a favorite scene of the uh, universe here? Um, yeah, it's gonna be a cliche, but it's gonna be the walk into the brownstone shot mm. through the CCTV cameras. Yeah. That's just so fucking rad. <laughs> Excuse me. Relax. What's your name? Scott. I'm Mr. Rogers. Listen, I'm gonna ask you some questions. Please be honest with me. 
All right, security. How many are there? Huh? Is there one? More than one? Two? Three? Come on, talk. Two. Two? Where? Where in the house are they? One guy inside the front door, second guy on the top floor. Where's the playground? Playground? They keep underage girls. Third floor. I just... I just work here, but I just run errands. I don't... They're freaks, man. It's okay. Do you carry keys? No? What's the color of the front door? 4392. What is it? Promise you won't kill me. What's the fucking code? 4392. Good boy. Get up, can you hear me? My name is Joe. Don't move. Don't move. It's okay. It's okay. Come here. Come here.
Close your eyes. It's so and good. It's brutal. It's quiet. The music is fucking popping off. The angles are really fun and weird because of the CCTV of it all. So it feels really voyeuristic and twisted. And just the idea that this place exists and that we're seeing the inside of it from such a like business perspective, not decorated mm-hmm. at all via Lynn Ramsey's awesome camera work and shit. Uh, uh, awesome. Uh, cinematographer stuff Mm -hmm. so like it's fun to see it that that fucking raw and unfiltered and i love the sound design too yeah yeah just like the guy who's like i'm gonna act it out my video is not on but he's just like and then he's just gone right 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 right. (laughs) you just see people like and they're just i out (laughs) um this is shot by thomas townend who hasn't shot many feature films but has shot another film that we've covered um and, and attack the block. Oh no, another, shit! Another film that a that's a cr- yeah, that's a fucking crazy different. Like those are two very different movies. Well, usually DPs have these very wild, like wide, but even approaches, projects. like yeah, right, 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 visual approaches. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um. um do you have a favorite scene? I do. Okay, um, you go. I have mine. It, what's always stuck with me it's really hard it's all this movie is so great um what's always stuck with one me of my favorite is, of the decades i don't know if i've said that yeah yeah yeah, yeah same yeah i, it's, I love um, it's, i really it's tremendous love it. yeah my favorite um, movie of that year mm, yeah I, it goes back to like what is uh, 20 i need to look at 2018 again what i've i've seen but um probably first reformed off the top of my head um, but I don't know. That could change tomorrow. And what's always stuck with me when Joe is lying, what is improvised by Joaquin Phoenix? Fun fact: when Joe lies down to next to his mom's killer on the mm. floor and like proceeds to like sing next to him and pour water. What about on his a huge head? subversion of action movies? That's yeah. an, like you can't be more yeah. subversive than that.
So you killed Vado? They killed Vado, is that what it is? And, 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 and I, I, it goes to so many things that I'm, I'm thinking of in that one scene that represent the whole movie of sub, subversion, honesty, guilt, loneliness, uh, um, trauma. It's, do, it's doing so much. Like every scene has just like emotional layers with that contain it. Um, and I, I forget the song. I'm doing a terrible job. Um, but it's like the song they sing is actually like quite moving, and like it feels like a song that would run throughout Joe's house, and it's almost like a core memory that he knows to like comfort someone. That like it sounds like an like a like an older person. I don't know what that sounds like, but like like a like a parent's music collection, right? It's like not not like a I don't know, but just something that you would hear in your parents' house because it feels vintage. Um, and that's what I mean, know is to comfort. I think this. it's I've Named to Me by Charlene, I think. Is yeah. Yeah. Quick Googling while you were talking, Jack, in support. Yeah. 
Yeah. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Little, uh, 2010s research uh, labor <laughs> on my part. Gabrus, we're gonna we're gonna have you here every episode now to for this ability. But you're gonna be silent, so that no one's yeah, ever right. really gonna know you're here. <laughs> All right, yeah, you could just. You were silent. never really here. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 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 Um. Turn to walk away. My my favorite scene. I'll just go real quick. Um, it's what in the this was not a scene that I don't think stood out to me the first two times I watched it. Um, but it's when he finds Williams, Governor Williams's bot slit, bo- uh, you know, his slit throat body, mm. and how he just has like a panic attack, and mm. it's and it, it's a fascinating breakdown of like again a thing you will not see in action movies is this dude finding like the person he wanted to kill dead and him just like crying. Um, uh, well, I didn't even think of this, Clay, but now you're saying it. It's because he probably knows Nina had to do it. And now he's like, that's fucked him up. Shit. Like, I didn't like, even shit, think of that. She must have done this violence. Oh, no. Like, now I know what she's been like. Um, now she's going down the same path as me. Or so, or like, so I didn't get here in time and she had to do that. Right. It was, it's second to her being killed by him or uh, assaulted by him. That this is pretty heavy for her to have to do mm, that. I fuck. I, it's so funny. I completely. I didn't think of it until makes, you just pointed it out either. So don't worry about it. Like, I well, no, it's not even it, the reason why I, I like the what I took away was that purpose, that lack, last like achievement he could have had. That oh, one thing cool yeah. it was taken from him as mm. in that idea of this was it was all leading to this moment. And it's like and he can't even get this satisfaction. That's why he kind of laughs at first is that I can't even kill this fucker. I can't even do the one thing that saved my like the perp like you know he the one thing I'm good at I didn't even get a chance mm. to like well yeah and he's like I I stopped I, I stopped myself before I committed suicide so I could just kill this dude. Right. Or I mean I, I mean I obviously it was also to save Nina but it was like this was I I took those rocks out of my suit so I could come back as like a vent like you know a, uh, as an angel of vengeance and mm-hmm. murdered this you know ra- uh, this uh, fucking um rapist mm-hmm. and that was taken from him and he has no satisfaction so he's just left there with this incurable sense of loneliness depression and just pure despair of like i am nothing without this mm-hmm. i had to be the one to kill him but the also that idea that again that the, i because that's what nina says like Nina is the one to comfort him saying it's okay. Letting her, letting him know it's okay. that I had to do that too. So yeah, there's so much going on with that scene. And it's, I think that's also Joaquin's probably most powerful uh, performance in the film.
Um, but yeah, this was this was such great. To, I, I love Gabriel. So welcome to, back anytime. Yeah, this movie was great to yeah. talk about. I'm so glad you brought yeah. it to us. When yeah. I'm gearing up for another 2010s thriller that I can't bring myself to just straight up watch, I'll reach. You know who to like, you know who to message. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you guys for having the me. The invite on. is always open. Um, this movie, I feel like, is is um, beloved in terms of the decade, and it feels appropriate that we've waited such a long time for someone to finally bring it to us. Uh, please just go ahead with anywhere that you're creating something. Uh, just like if you have anything on the horizon right now, what's going on with Action Boys or uh, yeah, where can people find you on yeah. online yeah. and yeah. check yeah. out uh, social at, media at Gabriel. If you have any words of wisdom, uh, <laughs> I do not instill that at Gabris on all social media. Uh, my podcast is called High and Mighty. That's a free chat show podcast with hundreds of episodes. And then I have a podcast called actionboys.biz where we go through classic action movies of the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Um, and we have several hundred episodes of that out. That is behind a paywall, but we got some free episodes as well. So get a sniff, get hooked, uh, get on there. Uh, that's where we're doing scene-by-scene scene breakdowns of, uh, you know, we have a three-and-a-half-hour episode about the program, a, a, a football movie. So mm. it's that's not for everyone. I, I Place at the that, table. But, yeah, starting mm. defense, place at the table. Mm. Uh, get, up, get there <laughs> and check it out, fam. Uh, and thank you, 2010s. Thanks for having me. This was... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. A, a trip down nostalgia lane from five mm. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> It really, I mean, That's listen, hey, it's, it's it's before a pandemic. It really does feel nostalgic. It's a quarter of your guys' yeah. lives. It's a fucking uh, eighth yeah. of mine. So it's fine. <laughs> An easy look uh, back. Uh, I know. Well, thanks again, dudes. This was really Oh, my great. gosh. Yeah, this, this episode will be out in about three weeks. Um, be on the lookout for it. Uh, sure. Everyone can follow me at Jack A. Draper on Twitter. Also the same on Letterboxd. Um, I write about film for Boston Hassel. This movie, obviously available on Amazon Prime. It's an Amazon Prime original. Um, I think they should give money to our tours again, but I'm just, I'm one person. I don't, what am I saying? Um, and next episode, we have Allison Herman with us for, did I announce that? Doesn't matter. Phantom Threat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll Can get it when they, they'll, those 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 little piggies will get the slop. Who even gets this no far? What. Who even gets? Uh, that's yeah. true. Who hasn't already uh, just drowned themselves with rocks <laughs> in their pockets at this point? Fill their pockets who up hasn't, with their iPhones and then just drown. <laughs> who hasn't just placed a plastic bag over their head <laughs> just to feel something? Just, um, to, just to wake up. Everyone can follow me at Birds of Clay on Twitter and Letterbox. You follow me on Instagram, Mr. Clay Williams. Follow the podcast Twitter account, ETT Pod. Please remember to send us an email at exiting through the 2010s at gmail.com with questions, suggestions, and more. Uh, give us a review, retweet us, share us with a friend, run up to a person on the, uh, on the street, uh, take a picture and say, hey, sob for me a little bit, and then mm-hmm. run away. Or no, first say, go listen to exiting through the 2010s, then run away. Um, And yeah, be good to yourselves, be safe, and we'll catch you next time on Exiting through the 2010s. Crushed it. Gabrus, you crushed it. Oh, thank you.